Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. What I'll be ministering on today is really very close to my heart. And first of all, let's go to Proverbs 4. This is our key scripture for this class in the Amplified Version in verse 20. Proverbs 4, verse 20. You ought to just be turned to that. In this class, anyway. My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Well, just a few things. Just a little bit of my flesh. No. Just for flu symptoms. Doesn't cover the big things. All, all my flesh. So just get all that stinking thinking out of, out of your head, amen, and uh, tell the devil to shut up, tell your body to shut up, don't ask it what it feels like, and just call your body healed and whole, amen. Well, last week, and really prior to that, we've been talking about the Abrahamic covenant, and many people don't know that the law came after Abraham. They think that the law was instituted at the beginning. And sometimes the chronological order in the uh, Old Testament is kind of hard to follow there. But it's very simple if you go back and read uh, in Genesis, actually. Abraham, when he came on the scene, uh, God picked him to be a father of many nations. And really, faith was instituted before then. Faith was instituted in Genesis 1-1. God said. Yes. Amen. Amen. And uh, is it 1-2, God said, let there be light, or is that 1-1? Okay, one thanks. But anyway, <laughs> I'm glad you're on top of that, Ike. But faith was instituted in, in the first verse of the Bible. God said. I was telling somebody the other day, it's amazing to me that people will negate the faith message and will take so much time to voice their stupidity. Now, I'm not, and their ignorance. Now, that's because uh, they're ignorant. They don't understand what the Word of God is truly saying because faith runs clear throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and it's not as word of faith folk or name it and claim it or word confession people that wrote it. But in the first verse, God said, let there be. And that word we've learned also in uh, Mark eleven twenty three, the God kind of faith. If you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and do not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say will come to pass or will be generated heard Pastor Jay talk about that word, ganamahi. I'm excited about that word. <laughs> Generate. It's the same thing that if we come in here and, and we turn on these lights, uh, light is being generated. How do we turn our faith on? Through our words. Just like that light switch turns on the light and it's generated, and it's working in this room to feel light in this room. Well, that word, uh, God said, let there be, is the same word. Come to pass, be, exist. Uh, it's actually the word haya, uh, but it's a similar, it's, a, it's a, a Hebrew word versus a Greek word, okay? So anyway, let there be, let it be generated. How do we generate 
healing that is already ours, that Jesus Christ already bought and paid for. Jesus lives in us. A healer lives in us. He paid the price that we would be healed and whole, that we would be free from destruction. We've been learning about redemption through Christ Jesus. It's the same meaning as salvation, saved. Amen. I mean, salvation, I mean, saved is just a verb, right? But uh, salvation, I am saved. Amen. Moving right along, I can get into the I's and T's, but I won't do that. All right. But moving right along, it's the same thing. He's delivered us from destruction. That's what redemption means. He bought us with the price. When we were saved, it means that we were made whole and healed and sound and preserved. And the same meaning, delivered from destruction. So redemption has delivered us in any area of our life that we need deliverance from destruction. You may say, well, I've been having problems with mental things. He delivered us from oppression of mind. Pastor Jay ministered to those, uh, was it on Wednesday, that were dealing with anxiety. That's oppression of mind. And when that stuff comes to you, you speak to it and you say, I am free from oppression. Sometimes it's chemicals in your body. Sometimes it's, excuse me, ladies, that time of the month, excuse me, everybody else. But anyway, sometimes those things generate hormones and it's a real thing. I, as a woman, I understand. Okay, and excuse me, but guys have uh, some hormonal issues too. Thank you, Sandra. Men have hormonal issues too, okay? Uh, Giving an expose on that. He's delivered us from these things that affect the chemicals of our brain. Do we have to take medication? Well, you you can, but that's not God's best because he paid the price for it. Well, is it wrong? No, it's not wrong. Uh, But there are a lot of medications that create so many side effects that sometimes you have worse things going on than the original thing that you're even dealing with. And then they come out with, you know, well, it causes suicide and everything else. Well, for one thing, can't cause suicide. you got to yield to suicide. Moving right along. Uh, But I'm not saying it's wrong to take medication. I'm just saying get on the, the, the cure, the real cure which we've talked about, is the life of God. But going back to the Abrahamic covenant, remember uh, God sent an angel and said, uh, Abraham, because you were willing to give your only son to me, it's been counted to you for righteousness. And uh, his name was Abram, but he became Abraham. The father became the father of many nations. Well, how's he going to become a father of many nations without a son? Well, actually, so we'll back up before Isaac became, uh, before he became a father of many nations. But how is he going to become a father of many nations without a son? Well, I'm glad you asked. I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 15. And we're going to talk uh, just a little bit. We're just going to allude to God's covenant with Abraham. As you're turning there to Genesis 15, verse 1, I'm going to read something in Romans 4. This scripture, you ought to keep. Uh, your Bible constantly, you know, a tab in your Bible to go to the scripture at all times. Uh, Romans 4, 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed who is us, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of who? Abraham 
who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. So uh, Abraham was our example. Abraham followed the example of God in Genesis. God said, so Abraham began to say what God said about himself, which now I'm not just a father, but I'm a father of many nations. And because his body was so old, he couldn't have children. Uh, He counted it God's word true and faithful when he came to him and said, Abraham, your seed is going to be as many as the stars in the sky. He counted it. And what did he do? He began to say, oh, that faith confession stuff. That name it and claim it. The original name it and claim it was God himself. The reason I say that and say that and say that because you're going to hear those things in this day and age. And again, it's just people displaying their ignorance. Ignorance means they don't understand, they don't know. And sometimes they just block it out. They don't want to know. But we're going to teach the word of God. We're going to prosper and be blessed and receive the whole. Uh, Like you've heard before, eat the whole roll. Don't just eat a little bit of it. Eat enough to help. Don't starve, okay? Uh, But Abraham was our example. He followed an example. And, and God told him, I want you, just like I spoke uh, these nations into being, just like I spoke the worlds into being, just like I spoke the light into being, I want you to say, you now not, are not Abram, but Abraham. And Sarai is now Sarah. In other words, she's a mother. Before, she's just wife of Abraham. Now she's a mother. That's what that meant. So they were confessing what God called them. We are to confess constantly what God calls us. And you might say, but I don't feel like it. It doesn't have anything to do with feeling. What you're doing or is drawing it out of you, what is already yours, bringing it into this realm. Amen. Uh, Just like that light, unless you switch on that switch, the light's not going to come into this realm. So you've got to speak it. Uh, In Romans 10, it talks about if you believe with the heart, confess it with the mouth. Confession is true. Well, what's your, what are you talking about today? Well, we're getting there. Okay, just listen up. So we're in Romans 15. Oh, sorry. Genesis 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Uh, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, The word of the Lord came to him saying, now stop right there. We have the word of the Lord to us. It's the Bible. And it says, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. That's the word of the Lord to you. So if you take that and accept it, just like Abraham took and accept God's word, it'll work for us. So in verse 4, behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he believed in the Lord and he believed in the Lord. Believed is the same word as faith. Means the same thing. Not the same word, but it means the same thing. 
and he counted it to him for righteousness. Amen. In other words, that was right doing. Now, we've talked, uh, also Joshua talks about meditation. Remember that quote by Pastor Nancy, meditation drives the word down in? How does it drive it down in? By speaking it. Meditation means to mutter, to speak, to mumble. You've got to be saying what you believe in your heart, and it draws it out. Amen? You've got to be saying what you believe in your heart, and it draws it out. And that is meditation. That is attend to my words. That is incline your ear to my saints. That is don't let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. There have been times where, especially this last week, you know, I just had to repent. Lord, I'm getting distracted. Do you ever feel that way? I mean, I could get up here and say I'm perfect, and I never miss it. I mean, perfect means mature, and I, praise the Lord, I am mature, but moving right along. Um, but I'm growing. But the Lord just dealing with me. You're getting distracted. It, it just seems like, you know, day after day, you, you get up and you're spending time with the Lord, but then this comes up. This, and then somebody sends me this email. And then this phone call. And then you got this uh, deadline. And then you got another deadline. And you thought, well, I'll finish this deadline, then I'll get back to it. It, it doesn't work that way. Because then another deadline comes in the same day. And it just keeps up that way. And the Lord just still, you know what to do. Put me first. Don't get distracted. Too many things in our life we get distracted. And, and you know, we're pastors, but uh, we're not anointed. Well, I, we're, we're anointed just like you are. But I have to get up in the morning and put one foot out in front of me just like you. I don't float around the room when I'm getting dressed. All right? So I have to stir myself up so that anointing's working in me, but I need to put God first. Well, praise the Lord. Moving right along. Uh, So we've been talking about the Abrahamic covenant and constantly reminding ourselves Abraham followed his example who was God. The law came after the fact. The law came because there was sin. And there was rampant sin, and therefore the law was really just a tutor to show them you really can't do it by yourself. It can help you, but you're not going to be able to do it. And they knew through the many types and shadows that Christ was coming to help them, to redeem them. And we've been talking about those things. So Christ has been here, okay? And he died for us. And we have the Holy Ghost living inside of us, helping us. Amen. Uh, At that point in time, the anointing came on them to do service like the king and, uh, you know, like politicians. Uh, But but today we have the Holy Ghost living inside of us. Really, we can say Jesus lives inside of us through the spirit of Christ. All right. And that healing power lives inside of us. How sad it is to to the heart of God that his children have healing right there in them. And all he's doing is waiting for them to say something. Waiting for them to agree. All right? Now let's let's just talk about a few scriptures here. 1 Timothy 6, 11. I'm going to be going quick. 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. I had to put these gel tab things in my shoes this morning because my feet getting small. <laughs> Praise the Lord. My shoes want to come off. So if they fly, you know, <laughs> if I get happy and start kicking, they might just give it back. Okay. Praise the Lord. 
First, thank you. First Timothy 6, verse 11. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. That's the fruit of the Spirit, right? That lives inside of us through Christ. Verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. So what is the good fight of faith? Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So there we are talking about confession or what we say. That is the good fight of faith. Hebrews 4, verse 14. Hebrews 4, verse 14. And as you're turning, I'm going to read that. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. But what are we confessing? What he has promised us. In other words, we take the scriptures that promise us in particular, specifically healing, and we confess those. We've already read Romans 4, but let's read on down. Let's actually start in verse 17. As it is written, actually Romans 4, are you still there? Maybe you held a finger there, sorry. Got a little happy there and got ahead of you. Romans 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. So uh, Abraham was following God's example. What was God's example? God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. He's not denying natural realities. In other words, God was not saying, well, there's light when there wasn't. Okay? Or, or, you know, he's not, not denying that there's darkness there was what I was trying to say. But when he said, when he spoke light, then light came to being. So if you have a disease in your body, you're not saying, I do not have sickness. But you're saying, no, healing is working in it, driving it out. And you are calling what not be, what not be, healing. So you're calling your body healed. So it's also displaced faith uh, when you may say, maybe you come to Sister Anne because she works with those uh, many times in pastoral care. You might come to her, well, the doctor said I have thus, thus, X, Y, Z sickness, but I'm believing for a good report. Well, there's nothing wrong with believing for a good report, but that's displaced faith. You're not putting your faith in the report. You're putting your faith in the healing power of God. Why are you putting your, I mean, I'm praying for the doctor that he'll treat the report right, but the report has absolutely emphatically nothing to do with it. So you can go ahead and believe for a good report, but put your faith on believing that healing's working, driving the XYZ sickness out. Amen. Many people get tripped up in that. Then they go back to the doctor and the doctor says, well, they say, well, before I have surgery, doc, check me out real quick to see if it's there. Going by sight. So then the doctor, yeah, it's still there. Oh, I guess it didn't work. Displaced faith. All right. 
hey, if God deals with you to have an operation, go ahead and oper have an operation. If he deals with you, have the doctor check it, fine, have him check it. There have been many times that the doctor did check it and they didn't find anything. But that's not where your faith is. Your faith is that healing is working and you driving the thing out no matter what the doctor says. No matter if I go under the knife or not, healing's working in me. Amen. So praise the Lord. That was all free. Mark eleven twenty two. We're just going over some key scriptures here. Mark eleven twenty two. We're talking about our confession of faith right now, but we're going to be getting into something else real quickly. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God, or that means the, the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. You could say, I have faith in God. I have the God kind of faith living inside of me. How do you use it? In verse 23, assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, We've talked about this. Jesus was in, uh, there were a lot of mountains in the area, right, where he was. And he was using the mountain as an example. So it wouldn't do injustice to take the mountain out because the principle he was teaching was speaking. So if we take the mountain out, it would read like this. Whoever says, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done or will be generated. He will have whatever he says. Three times over the believing. Speaking is three times over the belief. You can believe something uh, for eternity, but if you don't do something with it, it's not going to work for you. In Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we hear the word of God, faith comes to us and we speak it out. Amen. 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 Hebrews 13, 15. Well, let's stop there. Let's go back actually to Romans 4. We've been talking again about the Abrahamic covenant and how that's an example to us in this day and age, and how God counts it to our righteousness. Amen? Uh, so let's go to verse 18. Romans 4, verse 18. Who contrary to hope and hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations. It's not talking about a worldly hope. It's talking about a confident expectation. In other words, it's a hope that confidently expects that your faith is working. All right? It's not a desire. That's worldly kind of hope. Uh, so shall your descendants be, verse 19. And not being weak in faith, Abraham not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Remember we read that in Genesis 15? Uh, he didn't consider the fact that his body, you, you know, he first, when God told him that, he's like, uh, how can this be, Lord? I'm an old man. All right, I'm 100 years old. I'm past, and Sarah's past the time of childbearing, too. And Sarah even laughed about it. So she had to get her attitude right, too. Sometimes the doctor says something, or sometimes we're hit with symptoms or pain, and our reaction is like, oh. But then we switch our faith on. We're not looking at the problem. Too many times people are... Uh, 
meditating on the problem. They're, they're taking it with them to bed. They're meditating. They're, they're burping it. They're diapering it. You know, just petting it. Then they come to Sister Ann and say, uh, I've got a problem. And, and God is uh, helping me with this problem. And I've got this symptom. And I really feel sick. Uh, but I know God's helping me. You, you get it? In Acts 4, uh, when Peter and John were let out of the prison, they magnified, they said, this is how big God is. Then they mentioned the problem to God and said, hey, you know, Lord, take care of this for us. But they magnified God first. And if you don't know what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about the praise cure. Now, the highest form of confession is praise. I said the highest form of confession is praise. That's where the anointing hooks up. Because sometimes we just get, well, I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. I'm healed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's nothing behind it. It's just you're doing your duty or something. But when you really get to where you're praising God and you're focusing not on the problem, not on the sickness, not on pain, not on, I got to have surgery. Get it? Stay around. You'll get it. All right. What are you emphasizing? What are you magnifying? The problem or God? So it would be more appropriate. Well, the doctor said that I had this such and such. You're not denying a natural reality. I'm going to have to have surgery. And, you know, I really got this pain and, you know, it, it hurts. Hello. But God. I know what God said. So, Sister Ann, will you agree with me? Because I know God. the scene that's what I'd like to hear because sometimes we got to tell people uh, excuse me I've heard problem in the sentence about 20 times here now some people they don't realize that. Like, oh I didn't, I didn't know I was focusing on that okay praise the Lord so Abraham in verse 20 Romans 4 again He didn't waver at the promise of God through unbelief or doubt. It's the opposite of faith. But was strengthened in what? Faith Faith giving glory. In other words, he was praising God for the answer. So when you start praising God, that's the highest form of of confession. And I like what Dad Hagen calls it the prayer of praise. It's not a prayer where you're asking God something. It's a prayer where you're praising where you're thanking God. In other words, prayer, which means fellowship with him. You're just fellowshipping with the Father. You're taking the scriptures like Isaiah 53, 5. Surely he, he was wounded for my transgressions. He, he bore my sicknesses. Amen. By Jesus' stripes we're healed. Surely, absolutely, emphatically. And we begin to thank God. Lord, surely you've healed us. Surely you took my sickness and disease. Now, now, don't get mad at me if maybe that hits home with you. That's why you're here, to get help. Well, bless God, I can't believe she said that. She's probably talking about me. I, maybe I was. 
Did you come here to argue or did you come here to get some help? Maybe you just want me to pacify you and pet you. Or maybe you want to actually come and get some help and get rid of the symptoms, okay? The only reason I said that because, you know, well, praise the Lord. I, I, I picked up on that. So you're coming here to get help. So just lay that old attitude aside and get some help then. So verse 21, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Talking about Abraham believing God that he, God was able to perform it. And therefore, it was counted to him for righteousness. Amen. Many people are waiting for it to be accounted to us, but it's only accounted to us for righteousness when we do our part. They're waiting for something to fall on them, like ripe cherries off of a tree, and maybe I'm going to be righteous. No, first of all, you're already righteous through Christ, but it's as a result, the experience of it is when we speak it. Amen. Now, let's go back to Hebrews 13. Almost read that too quickly. So we're talking about the praise cure. Taking what we believe, taking the scriptures that we're standing on. You need to be standing on scripture. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The, The chastisement of my peace was upon him by Jesus' stripes. I am healed. Thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you. And you just pull that scripture apart if that's what you're standing on. How God anointed, uh, how, how God anointed, how, <laughs> I'll go there. Uh, before we get back to Hebrews 13, let's go to, uh, appreciate that. Acts 10, 38, that just came up my, I, I can quote these, but I, I get so happy that sometimes, all right. Because this is one that I learned years ago to quote constantly. And to thank God that it was working in me. So again, you need to have scriptures that you're standing on. So Acts 10.38. Sorry, Acts 10.38. How God anointed. I'm still in the Amplified. Excuse me. I'll go back to my New King James Version. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So how I say this, because Jesus lives inside of me. See, that was talking about Jesus' earthly ministry, but we have Christ living in us today. He's the healer living in us. So how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and that same Holy Spirit and power lives inside of me, and it's doing good, and it's healing me of all oppression by the devil, for God is with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's working in me. God anointed Jesus, and that same anointing lives in me. That same anointing of spirit and power lives inside of me. Hallelujah. And many times uh, over the years, maybe if I was dealing with symptoms, I'd get up in the middle of the night, I'd just be quoting that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And sometimes I'd be blowing my nose. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. That anointing, that power is working, driving out nasal congestion, driving out pain. You know, you may wake up. Uh, you may wake up and uh, you've got something wrong with one of your limbs. It's, it's, I mean, I've done that before. I wake, wake up and I couldn't even hardly walk. It's like, I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'm healed. So I notify my flesh and my body in that area that it's healed and whole. I notify the devil and anybody else that wants to listen, I notify that I'm healed. Because in my house, that's how we talk. You know, I, I was limping around the house one day, and so Jay's looking at me like, what? 
What's wrong with you? I'm healed. The devil was trying to tell me I wasn't going to be able to go to church that night. Well, that's a laugh. See, too many people are agreeing with him. You know, they're talking to Aunt Susie. Well, I know I'm healed, but, you know, maybe I can't go to church tonight. Well, you're agreeing. Then you're talking and say, well, I know I'm, well, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go to church. You know, I'm talking about healing now. You're just talking about what you can't do. I'm not putting that in. It's like, I'm going to church. There's no option. I'm healed and whole. And they're not rolling me in there in a wheelchair, okay? And then I was at church that night, and it was hurting, and we got to dance, and I just... Amen. Take that. Years ago, you know, and I'm asking you to use wisdom, but I had that firm foundation inside of me. When you haven't been planning faith in your heart through the Word of God, because it says, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Well, the only reason it can dwell in you is because you've been meditating on it, so it gets driven down in there. And when you need it, you got it. So if you're questioning things, well... First of all, you got to turn off your head, focus on the right thing, okay? But get the Word of God so that when you're dealing with symptoms, you can pull it up and start thanking God that you are healed and whole. But anyway, years ago, I uh, worked as a waitress, and I was going to Raymond at the time, but we had bus tubs, and I used to carry big bus tubs because I like to get a lot done in a little amount of time because I, I took care of a lot of tables, and I wanted good tips, so I'd stack them in there. So sometimes my back would try to act up. Now, I understand you need to use wisdom, okay? And I was endeavored. There are a few times God dealing with me. You know, you probably shouldn't put so much in there, but okay? But I also call my body strong. <laughs> Amen. But I was putting my bus tub uh, down on the conveyor belt and lower, and on the higher one is when we put the, other, the empty one up. Well, you've got three or four of them going the conveyor belt, if you can picture that. And sometimes there's three or four that's stacked up there. Some of the guys would stack them and put them up there. Well, so, I don't know, somehow the conveyor belt spit them back out. So I was putting my bus tub down, and then the others, like three or four at a time, fell on my back. And, you know, and that's clear up there, in, in, well, you know, within arm's reach, but it, and it hurt. Before I even let... Ow! Get out of my mouth because I've been meditating on the word. Been meditating on healing. Well, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to receive pain. I'm not going to receive sickness. I'm not going to receive abnormality. In Jesus' name. And I went my way and it started hurting. It started hurting. And I was walking like this. And the thought came to me, you ought to go home. You need to go tell your boss, I can't work. And then I had pictures of going to the doctor. Then I had pictures of being in surgery. Then I had pictures of them surgically removing things in my back, and then I was in a wheelchair. Have you ever been there? It's like, hello, I just got hit by a bus tub. I don't need to go clear to the... (laughs) But that's what your mind does, and the devil will accommodate it. So I was fighting all this off, and my place of praise was in the bathroom. 
I've talked about this before. So I went into the bathroom. I, 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 there might have been somebody else in the stall. I think I've told you before I've went in there, you know, not this bathroom. But anyway, uh, years ago, uh, I'm talking about the restaurant bathroom, and I was in my own little stall there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm healed and whole. That will shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody ran out of the bathroom. <laughs> well... And I had a lot of my faith friends that went to Bible school too, and we believed the same thing. So I wouldn't talk about how I felt. I just all day long, thank God. And I'd say, you know what? You know what, Teresa? I'm healed and whole. And they look at me, oh, well, praise the Lord, you're healed and whole. Amen. Amen. The worst thing you can do for somebody is if they say they're confessing their faith, you say, oh, really? <laughs> no, join in. Help them out. Don't sit there like a bump on along. Oh, that's nice. No, hallelujah, you're healing your whole. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, that was all free. Did we ever get to Hebrews 13? Oh, I didn't tell you the rest of the story, did I? So anyway, I was constantly speaking, I'm healed and whole, and my back was hurting. And I thought, okay, that's it. That's it. I'm going to get the bus tub. I'm going to get the biggest bus tub. I'm going to fill it with everything. Now, I'm not saying I was following what was in my, I was mad. First of all, it wasn't my fault, but those fell on my back. All right? And he took my pain, and I knew that. And I had already commanded the pain to go. I would already received, you know, life ministering to that area of my body. That's what I do. I just lay hands on it and say, life is working there. Because Jesus is a healer. Remember, the life of God lives inside of me, so I'm just applying it by faith and, and telling the pain to go because Jesus bore my pain. Well, anyway, and it was hurting, but I got the biggest bus tub I could, and I would carry him. And it got better, and it got better, and, and by the end of the day, I was perfectly fine. Now, I will say that later that evening, uh, it came back on me, and there was something I was going to. I did stay home, and I, but I meditated on the Word, all right? I mean, I'm not saying stay home from church. There was a, a, a gathering that, anyway, praise the Lord, I didn't need, necessarily need to be there. But so I confessed the word of God, and then by faith, so sometimes things will try to come back. But usually it's because we're focusing on it, all right? But we just need to keep focusing. Now, I'm not telling you that if you're having pain in an area to aggravate it, all right? but I was using my faith. That's where I was at the time. And there are times when you're going to have to do what you couldn't do before. There are times you're going to have to put your faith out. I'll restate that. Eventually, you're going to have to do that. So school yourself in faith. Feed your faith. Let it get down inside of your heart. And then do something that you couldn't. Amen? Don't wait to do something. That's walking by sight. Hebrews 13. We finally got there. And it's, we got two minutes to praise. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 13, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. What is the fruit of our lips? What is our confession producing? Fruit of lips. Our, conve- our confession is producing what we're saying according to the word of God, just like Abraham said, he was strengthened in faith. What? Giving glory to God. And it was working for him. Stand up. So we're just going to take a little time to confess the word of God today.
and this is just a little time. You need to take large amounts of time. You need to just be thanking God. Take, you know, three by five or whatever cards with you with the scriptures on them and thank God that it's working in you. Thank God that your heart is strong. Thank God that your throat is strong. Thank God because you'll get distracted. When you get home, you know, just take times. Hallelujah. Sometimes I'll just lay down on the bed and meditate. I pray in the Holy Ghost, but I just thank the Lord's working in me. Uh, so let's just thank God that Isaiah 53 is working for us. First Peter 2.24 is working for us. Thank you, Lord. By Jesus' stripes, we're healed. Just say that. Thank you, Lord. So what if you're being repetitive? Amen. Thank you, Lord. The healing power of God is working in me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147. Or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.